Hi. 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 Welcome. That's All a strange right, this, mic stand. Are we doing, strange... It is a very strange mic stand. We're doing this. We're doing this live? We're, yeah, we're live right we're now. do it live. Everyone across the internet is hearing us right now. Excellent. We're some nerds. We have opinions and a podcast. Yep. Let's uh, get to it. I don't have a lot of opinions this week. I don't know. This is was kind of a, it's so, kind of a draining week. Yeah. I don't know. So this is Nick. I'm Nick. Oh, oh I'm Elise. shit. Yeah, we're going to do that. We really fucked up. Let's rewind. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Elise. Hi, I'm Alice. <laughs> we're nerds. We have a podcast of opinions. But apparently this week we're pretty, we're all pretty drained. Yeah. So I don't know how many opinions uh, we'll have. One of my siblings is now listening to the podcast. Yeah. And gave us some compliments. So thank you. Oh, what were the I know that we got one more. Um, we can talk about it off air. Okay. I don't know. Because remember, <laughs> if you have compliments or comments that you'd like to leave for us, you can send us an email at some nerds have an email at gmail.com. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or you can send us a message on Facebook. Or you could comment on our SoundCloud. Or um, you could tweet us. Or you could just tell us in or, person. Or you, you could know. literally rate and review us on any, iTunes. Anything. Just anything. Please contact us. We're I mean, just speaking into a void. We've been trapped in this room for months. <laughs> so long. This is our 50th episode. It is. Holy fuck. Yeah. What is wrong with I, us? I don't know. Why have we been doing this for 50 episodes? <laughs> Jesus. Because oh it only takes like an hour and a half's worth of work from YouTube. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. And I take the brunt <laughs> of the We're pretty work useless. <laughs> Although I got this nice new sound mixer you for did, us but yes. that you are currently thumbing through the manual of to I, try to figure out how I to use. I am, as we speak, looking through the manuals to try to find out what all the knobs do. Pushy thingies. Yeah. It's got and knobs. Buttons. It's got a headphone jack. Blinky lights. Um, it does have blinky lights. It has the capacity to include up to what appears eight headphones, eight uh, microphones if we had them. Uh, I only oh, see shit. for four, but yeah. Well, if they were using these jacks. Uh, right, but I think that's for like music, like instruments. Anyway, this is anyway. quality content for audio. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, As we talk about our shiny new piece. Our, our shiny new toy. It's nice. It's so fun. That I have no idea how it works, but it looks cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's some, I don't know. This I, I feel really low energy this week. I don't know about you two, but work like. Work has just been really super work, draining. Work has been super shitty. It's also been kind of a shitty week for like at least a few fandoms that I've been a part of. Yeah, Star like, Trek. There's, uh, pour one out for our homie. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Eisenberg. We talked. Awesome. We were talking about it on the last podcast yes. too. Like that's what made it really shitty. It's like, oh man, Nog's so great, and then like Nog died. It's like, <laughs> man, like it's. A, I don't want to make a we joke have, about. Like, laugh. I don't want to. I don't mean that as a joke. Like I legitimately <laughs> feel like shitty. Like, like man, what? Nog's great. Oh no. Yeah. Um, and then it like really sucked. He was apparently a voice actor. Uh, in the Star Trek Online series, yep. like online games. Yeah, that's what I was talking about last yeah. week because they were talking. Uh, they uh, like um because he's now Captain Nog. He was Captain Nog, yeah, because he, he was the first Ferengi in Starfleet, um, and then beca- apparently became a captain uh, canonically, uh, or at least canonically in Star Trek Online, which I don't know how true that is to you know tr- the true canon of the series. Um, but there were a lot of like really touching like tributes on the yeah because he, he was like really into the Star Trek shit posting yeah he was a member um, of the Star Trek shit posting group on Facebook oh, yeah. and like yeah. actually like made memes and shared them on there <laughs> yeah. and like met members of that of the uh, of the group Page. and like 
like introduced them to his friends at like conventions and things like <laughs> yeah. this. Like he was apparently a really sweet guy. So Ooh. it's like and just really like he was only fifty. Yeah, like, he was uh, so I think he had like kidney, kidney disease. disease. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So we had into kidney failure. There is a GoFundMe uh, up there for I guess the five people that listen to our pod- our podcast. Um. You can contribute to a GoFundMe uh, for his wife to help pay for his funeral expenses. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's, it's been funded. It sounded like Star Trek shitposting was really good about getting the word out about that. But that, yeah. So that was like a bummer. Um. Sid Haig died. Sid Haig died. Sid Haig. That's right. Who, like, y'all just saw him We just saw him in August. August. He looked, I mean, Uh, for an 80 year old guy, he looked great. Mm -hmm. So like that was, I mean, I knew he was in the hospital recently. Um. So that shit's kind of wild. And so, but he yeah. was like, it sounded like he was getting better. And then like, there was a post very suddenly that like, his, like his wife posted something, I think on his Instagram page. Um, it's like, and that was, that was rough. Cause again, yeah. like this was a guy that I, I literally just saw him like a month and a half ago mm-hmm. yeah. and he was like vibrant. Yeah. yeah. He did a panel. He did a panel. He did and a he, panel when Wolford Brimley couldn't. Yeah. Aww. Wow. Wolford Brimley's still kicking it for mm-hmm. now. Posted on Twitter about it. About the about the thing that that was probably the one bright spot. Mm-hmm. I feel like of the last few weeks. So is it bad? So okay. So the Twitter the tweet that we're referring to is um somebody apparently they somebody found a just, they, frozen organism in Antarctica. And so Wilford Brimley was like, "Don't touch it." <laughs> um, but my first, my initial reaction was second impact. Was second impact, and which so, was great. And awesome. I'm very started, proud of you. <laughs> so I started posting um, the theme song to Neon Genesis Evangelion and finding like different gifts to go with that. And so that was my it's that like, was my uh, knee jerk reaction. You know, it's 15 years too late, but you know I'll take the second <laughs> impact right now. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, the rest of the world is going to show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would. It might be nice. It might be nice. Dun, dun, the apocalypse dun, dun, could be dun, like a nice change of pace. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. Anyway, um, Evangelion's on Netflix now. There's a there's a new. Go fucking watch it. Also. We listen. You you guys have already heard all of our Gendo, Evangelion. Gendo's special little guy. I still think we that's our best about... podcast title. I don't know if it's our best podcast, but no, it's definitely it's the not. title I'm proudest of. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Alex, for coming up with all of our titles. I'm pretty sure I was the one that made that joke, though. I, so. I, mean, yeah. I mean, y'all come up with the titles, but <laughs> and then I Alex just chooses say. them. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like Nick and Elise are just going to throw in a bunch of puns and see what sticks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's... Revealing the curtain behind a bunch of how this <laughs> I'm mysterious 50-episode project has worked since then. <laughs> uh, uh, we need to find a new hobby. <laughs> is... I think this one's fine. Really? I don't know. We have like it. five people that listen to us. I We've mean, had 50 episodes. If we're bringing joy, yeah, okay, fine. If we're bringing joy to those five people, I think it's worth it. It's like do the you, end of the they, Charlie Brown musical. Do yeah. you have... I don't know if that's how that song goes, but I'm assuming it does. Something like that. Because it's, like, annoying and insipid. Like, all Broadway music. Yep. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have admitted that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but do you have fun talking of shooting the shit? I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that thing of, like, it is. it is really that American, I'm not doing anything that turns a profit. 
You know what I mean? Like, we don't turn a profit. I know. Spoiler alert. Surprise. We don't, you know, we don't turn a profit with our, our podcast. It's literally an excuse to get... It's not even even it's not even funded by viewers like you. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very like flimsy excuse for the three of us to get together once we or like once every other week and drink. Yeah. And talk about stuff that we're interested in. And there's always this like gnawing there's always like a gnawing guilt in the back of my mind like oh my god, we should be making money, like we should have a Patreon, we should yeah. have uh, more of a presence online. Like if we're going to be doing this, then we need to turn a profit. It needs to be profitable and it's like like we all have fucking day jobs. Yeah. We don't need to turn a profit on this. Like, it can literally just be something that we do for fun. But there is a, this gnawing sense of, like, everything you do has to be for profit. I know. Every, I... Like, you should always, always be hustling, <laughs> as uh, as David Mamet would say, probably. I don't, and I don't think Glenn Gary, Glenn Loras. I, I, I'm pretty that. sure Alec Broadwin said it. In his monologue in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, it's always, Glenn always be closing. Always be hustling. <laughs> Did David Mamet write the screenplay? Because that was only in the movie. Uh, no, David Mamet wrote the screenplay. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I know he's only in the movie. My God, one of us was a theater major, sir. <laughs> I was actually starred in a feminist reinterpretation of it using women as wait did you really no really oh my god um, oh no wait somebody, i knew this you knew this i was in somebody's like directing project and he decided that he wanted to do for his directing project he wanted to do a scene from glenn gary glenn ross uh-huh um and so i i think i played ag did you play glenn or Gla- gary that's the name or of ross. the i know Shut up, i know it was a joke <laughs> for the listeners at home Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross are the names of the uh, condominium communities or the timeshare communities that they're trying to sell. Um, it's been a while since I. These I've... are the Glenn Gary leads, and you don't get them. <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. It's such a good movie. Uh, What's it called? Glenn Gary. Glenn Gary Glenn Have you never Ross? seen it? Never. Really? What the fuck? Um, Alec Baldwin comes in. Oh my god. <laughs> At like one point, this so Alec Baldwin's the like, character who's only in the movie, he's and they not in the play. He's not in the play, and right. they basically wrote this scene like exclusively a twenty-minute monologue for for Alec, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin to come in and grind the movie to a screeching halt and deliver what is probably one of the best monologues in cinematic history. It's amazing. <laughs> who the fuck are you? Who <laughs> fuck you? That's who the fuck I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> he basically like walks in. I, to this, like, real estate office, he tells them, and he kind of just outlines, like, the plot of the play. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, hey, fuck you assholes. Um, you gotta sell... Put that coffee down. Coffee, coffee is, is for, for closers. closers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so in this, like, ridiculous over-the-top 20-minute monologue, Alec Baldwin basically outlines the plot of Glenn Gary Gunnars, which is that you have... Four, you have four, yeah, four um, real estate agents who are being pitted against one another. Um, the first, who like whoever sells the most units by like the end of the week, um, gets to keep their job. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, yeah, literally. Is, like, it's first first prize is a car. car. Second, Second prize is a set, set of steak knives. Third, Third prize is, is you're, you're fired. fired. Fourth prize is you're fired. <laughs> um, so only the top two closers can keep their jobs. And so you have, you have the shark, um, who I thought was played by Al Pacino in the film. I can't remember what their characters are, okay. but yeah, there's, Al Pacino's one of them. So he's, he plays the shark, um, who you know is certainly going to get it. And then you have the guy in the bottom rung who's 
certainly going to get fired. And then there's the two guys in the middle, Agnew and who is played by Alan Alda. Mm. You have Alan Alda and the other one, and they're in the middle. And so the dramatic tension of the play is which one of the, these two men are going to get fired. Um, there is, it's a David Mamet play, so it's very fast. There's a lot of cursing. Um, so because, I don't know. So my connection to this is that like a friend of mine in theater school, theater school, theater, um, when I studied the theater arts, uh, which was a terrible mistake on my part. (laughs) And, um, anyway, so like my friend who's in directing class, um, because I went to a school that was like 70% women, he was like, you know, maybe we'll just do a feminist interpretation so I don't have to try to find two men. And we'll do we'll do a scene from Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Um, and it was really kind of neat because the intro to the scene, he actually played a selection mm. of Alan, um, Alec Baldwin's uh, monologue, um, which basically, like, outlines. It's, it's really... Just watch the fucking monologue. Like, fuck the rest of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and the monologue is only, it's only, his character is only in that sh- in that movie, and he's not anywhere in the fucking And movie. only in that one scene. And, and only in that one scene. I don't and even. And never yeah. again. He walks out, and it's like, all right. like <laughs> It's like the Telly Savalas cameo in. Uh... <laughs> I mean, because he was like a character for a little bit. Like, Alec Baldwin is just Alec Baldwin. It is. Gotcha. <laughs> like, it, I think. I think David Mamet just like handed him the script. He was like, "Here, here's your funny." I, I think you're literally right about that. I think that yeah. is actually what happened. And then Alec Baldwin was like, "How much I'm getting paid?" And I just get to scream at Alan Alda for an hour. Mm. Yeah, fuck this. I'm doing it. Like and he's the, like, "Best day of my life." <laughs> and uh, interesting note: the the guy who really sucks at selling things was the inspiration for Gil in The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, old Gil's Gil's gonna get, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's it's sort of like an even darker version of a fucking death of a salesman. Like I don't know if it's a darker version of death of a salesman, but it certainly is like way more explicit in the anti-capitalist themes. Yeah, Yeah. like David Mamet was was on a lot of cocaine in the Mm eighties, and he was like, you know, it'd be great. If we, if we did Arthur Miller, but we did Arthur Miller in the 80s, and, and everybody cursed, and, and, and everybody did coke, and then maybe, maybe Alec Baldwin could be there later, and, um, <laughs> and I feel like that's how David Mamet talks, because that's how he writes. Right. Um, because I, I can't imagine that man ever, like, like, breathing, um, when he's talking. Um, which is why I, I have no, I have no dramaturgical basis for this accusation that he was on a bunch of coke. And now I feel like I look. I need to look it up in Wikipedia to see if he was. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Fuck that. Um, yes, you can take the sticker off oh, my laptop. Okay. I don't know if you want to edit that out later, yeah, Alex. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why I just talked about 20 minutes about a play from like the fucking 80s. Uh, and point. a movie that was made like probably almost 20 years ago at this point. But uh, More than that, yeah. I think. It was like early 90s, I think, when that movie oh, came Oh, really? Out. I thought it was like... Late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's early 90s. Because that is a young Alec Baldwin mm. in that scene. Before he got fat. <laughs> yeah, no, he was very handsome. He was very handsome. Rather, rather svelte in that, in that role. Svelte? Svelte, you know. Thin. Um, anyway, Lark. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, that's, that's my feelings on David Mamet. Um, what? <laughs> Gary Conross. What got us started right. on that topic? I don't know. 
Doesn't matter. Because I feel like I was, I was thinking about something. Oh, but yeah, no, like, uh, so, okay, so, like, shitty things in fandom, like, mm-hmm. like, so there was, Aaron Eisenberg died, and, like, um, everyone, Sid Haig died, Sid Haig died, and, like, everyone's been doing some of the very, very sweet things about them, and, like, those are in my, my two, like, two of my fandoms, like, the horror fandom and the, the Star Trek fandom are both kind of in mourning. Meanwhile, over in the Dune fandom, oh, which I have for years held up as being, like, you know what's not a shitty fandom is the Dune fandom. Oh. Man, the people over there are great. Like, there's not a very big fandom, but, like, the pe- they're solid people there. You know, they, like, understand subtlety, and, you know, maybe they get upset about Brian Herbert, but those books suck anyway, so that's okay. You know, just wholesome fun. What did they do? Then this week, Young Girl from Sweden came out in front of the United oh, Nations. Wait, this was this fandom? This, the, yeah. Came out in front of the United Nations and started saying things about, hey, maybe we should save the planet. And then in the Dune sh- siege posting group that I'm in, some crazy climate-denying assholes oh. come, came crawling out of the woodwork and started making really shitty memes about her and, like, really, like, ableist memes and just, like, creepy and... In fairness, most of the response to those people have been, have you never read Dune? (laughs) The book that's about, like, how human beings can completely fuck up an entire planet because ecosystems are very delicate things (laughs) that we need to preserve. And if we screw it up, it's screwed up forever. Like, have you not read this book? And then everyone else is, like, the, the, the right-wingers are, like, pulling in other, like, stupid shit to, like, try to, you know, defend what they're saying. But it's like, no. One of the main characters is an ecologist. <laughs> like, Frank Herbert came up with the idea looking at how this ecology was changing in a region of the Pacific Northwest and being like, man, what if an entire planet was a desert? Like... Literally, the book is about climate change. <laughs> ah! Wow. This is worse. In my opinion, this is so much worse than the right-wing Star Trek fans mm-hmm. who just, like, ignore all the obvious socialism stuff in Star Trek. Because at least that one also has, like, pew-pew laser actions that you can get. Whereas the whole point of Dune is, like, man... Humans are fucked. We do really terrible things in the name of profit and, like, governments. But we really just need to preserve nature, guys. Like, that's the book. Mm. (laughs) At least that's the first one. The rest of the series, while it's also, like, super important, kind of flies off the rails a little bit. But, I mean, if you're looking at just that first book, that's kind of a big issue. Mm-hmm. In that first one. So what you're saying is that it was a bit tense at times, but then the moderators came in, cleaned it up. I mean, and... in fairness, they did. Okay. Like so, like I have not seen one of those posts in like the last like day and a half or so. But for a few days, it'd be like, holy shit, where are these people coming from, <laughs> and why are they in? Again, this is the fandom where I'm like, you know what? Star Trek, you know, it's got some kind of shitty fans sometimes. Star Wars has some really shitty fans lately. You know, coming out of the woodwork, talking shit about the new movies, which are actually pretty good. 
complaining about SJWs and all that shit. It's like, you know, get the get get the fuck out. <laughs> but it's like, Dune, I've always thought, Dune, that the people in your fandom were smarter. And I thought I, I thought that for years, but apparently I'm wrong. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like, even, I'll even take that kind of shit from, like, Lord of the Rings fans. Because there's some, like, kind of problematic, like, almost racist kind of stuff in Lord of the Rings. Almost? Like, oh, okay, you know, like, very... Like, the, but the it, bestial men of the South? But if you the... squint really hard, you can ignore If you just plug your ears squint and go... like the mongoloid peoples of the East? If you just plug your ears and go, but... Legolas and Gimli are friends! <laughs> then you can ignore that part of it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He was, he was very much a... Uh. A... World War One veteran. Let's... Very, very much that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> From Great Britain. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing to add to this conversation because I've never read Dune, and quite frankly, at this point, I don't intend I'm, to. I'm talking about Lord of the Rings now. Oh fuck! Yeah, wow, yeah. I stopped paying attention a yeah, while yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I was saying that like I always thought Dune would be okay, but like, because like all the other fandoms, it's like I just accepted that there are shitty parts of that fandom. And, oh, and Lord that... of the and Lord of the Rings, yeah. like like almost especially because of like the racism. That there's a lot of racism. Yeah. You know, like on the one hand, I don't want the Lord of the Rings movies to read to be rebooted because I feel like that was a really definitive retelling of that story. There's um, plans to reboot them. Well, okay, so there's the Amazon series yeah. shit that's coming oh. out, but that's going to be first age stuff. Um, that's going to be first age, and it's going to be a television series, and it's going to be very different. Um, but eventually, I mean, you know, I was like 13, 14 when those movies came out. I'm yeah. fucking 30 now. So like, I'm sure that's, that, that train is coming around. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but definitely 10 years from now. I mean, when I'm 40, I'm probably going to be taking my kids to go see the Lord of the Rings reboot. But when they do reboot it, not if, when, cause it, it'll fucking happen. Mm. Um, I I would like there to be more intentional diversity. Yeah. Like, we got a little bit of it. Like, there was, like, a taste, like, a little smack of diversity in one of the Hobbit movies where they go to Lake Town, and it's like, there's black oh, people in yeah, Lake Town. That's and right. it's like, okay, I was, like, I guess we're not going to use any main characters, but okay, okay I, whatever. I, I wasn't um, thinking about that because yeah. I, for a second, forgot that those movies existed. I'm sorry. That was, like, the best 30 seconds of your I life, know, too, it was it? It was bliss. Um, <laughs> So, Man, I wish that they would have put that in the better movies. I know, right? It, like it would, it would be nice if if you didn't just have all the brown people playing the the bad villain. guys, yeah, the, and not even <laughs> not even yeah, not even not named even, like, bad guys, villains. but like, like you couldn't even at least got like Idris Elba to play Saruman instead. We got like, oh <laughs> shit, oh man, as great. No, in in forty years when that happens, <laughs> that's what I want. That is it's actually not be forty years, baby. It's gonna be in ten years when you're forty. Oh shit! Like, in ten years. Oh no, in yeah. less than ten years because yeah, you're true. over thirty now. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> in less want, than ten. Years. I don't want to think about this. Um, um but no, yeah, no, I'm no, sure Idris Elba, Idris Elba, Idris Elba, Idris Elba and <laughs> No, are you kidding me? That'd be amazing. But um, Ian McKellen would still have to be Gandalf. <laughs> 
McKellen's like in his nineties and like, like <laughs> he's got he's got like the breathing apparatus. Well, you know what, Ian McKellen, like in ten years, Ian McKellen will probably be as old as Christopher Lee was when they filmed those original movies. Oh, that's right. I just feel like Ian McKellen's been old for so long. I know. Like he'll be old forever. Stewart, it's great. It's like they've just been old forever. Dude, dude was old in like that Richard the Third adaptation from 1993. I know. With like Jesus. with like pre-coke addiction of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Also. Old ass movies based off of plays that are super good. That Richard the Third adaptation is solid. That's really that's a really good um, adaptation. Really, it's put, it's set in like a like alternate nineteen thirties. Yeah, alternate nineteen thirties Britain hmm. and uh, Britain. Um, and it opens with a jazz number that they adapted from a uh, the, the lyrics came from a uh, Christopher Marlowe on it. Yeah, it's great. No, that that it's. That shit is wild and fire. <laughs> Wildfire. So, speaking of an alternate, <laughs> speaking of an alternate 1930s, um, I watched. Are we gonna go kill Hitler? Uh, Let's go kill Hitler. I watched something like like I know we've been talking about like all these these things, these plays and such. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I did actually consume some media. <laughs> I didn't. I well, that's not true. Wow. Well, yeah. I watched the uh, finale of Stranger Things finally, so we could probably oh. talk about that too. I still haven't even started. I'm um, gonna be honest. I have very little desire to watch season three of Stranger Things. That's like, fine. I, I we'll feel get like to I that should. In a okay. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, Alex, yeah. consuming of media. Yeah. So, so it's weird that you brought up alternate 1930s because I watched an anime that's set in like an alternate 1940. Okay. Huh. Um. Where it's, um, it's called, I think, Izetta the Last Witch. Okay. Uh, have either of you heard of this at all? Uh, nope. I don't think so. Right. It's fine. It's small. It's like a, you know, 12, ser- 12 episode series, um, from a few years back. It's on Crunchyroll. And I saw it and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. But basically, um, it's World War Two. Okay. And, but none of the countries are, like, exactly the same. No, I think I have heard of this. Sorry. Continue. So, like, there's the Empire of Germania, and there's the Republic of Thermidor, which is France, and there's, mm-hmm. like, Britannia is Britain. Thermidor. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a great alternate name for France. I know. Someone did their homework. They did. Um... <laughs> I don't get it. Thermidor was one of the, uh... The months. One of the months that had, like, the post-revolution calendar... Oh, Jesus. Thermidor, was... wasn't Thermidor the month where they executed the monarchy? No, Thermidor was the month where they had the coup against uh, Robespierre. Oh, that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. of. I knew something big happens in Thermidor. I couldn't yeah. remember what it was. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's so... It's like their version of, like, August or July. Oh, okay. So, anyway, um, so all of these, like, countries have, like, different names, but, like, the map is pretty close to being the same, with the exception of this tiny little um, duchy that's, like, in what should be Tyrol in Austria, um, between, like, Germany and Italy and all that. And that's where the story is set. Uh, and basically, it's World War II, it's 1940, uh, France has already fallen, and Germany's like, you know what would be great? If we had a direct rail connection to Italy. You know, like like they did in our line. Um, well, there's this tiny little independent duchy in the way, just roll over that. So they do so, um, and then it turns out magic exists. <laughs> and the, like, I love anime. Like, <laughs> this shit is wild. Like this, this duchess of this uh, kingdom, like like the um, 
I guess the the heiress of the kingdom is like going on diplomatic missions to try to court the allies. And then she's like on this this train that's being attacked by German spies, and it's all this like thriller. And then she like bumps into these these SS like um, what is it called like mystic peoples like like the investigators into yeah, Hitler's mysticism. The, the guys who are like yeah. trying to find the spear of destiny yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, and okay. like they I have. I swear to God, some enemies are just made. And they for have cosplay. on this train. Mm -hmm. They have like this this person that's in like a, a like a coffin like a mechanical coffin and then it's like oh i'd better let this person out she looks familiar <laughs> and and then she's captured um, okay and she's eventually captured on a plane with this coffin woman who escapes oh and is apparently a witch that she had befriended in childhood and decides to repay the favor um and using like anime is so stupid <laughs> i love it so much so instead of a flying broom um she steals like this experimental anti-tank rifle out of the plane, <laughs> <laughs> she flies around on that and uses it to shoot down planes holy shit what and uh it's it's uh anime which kills nazis okay um so so this is a venn diagram of alex's <laughs> interest and it happens to be yeah. a circle this will this will be the closest that japan ever comes to apologizing for the rape of nanking <laughs> i'm just saying it's like at least they're acknowledging world war ii happened yeah they no they don't acknowledge they, it. they don't like talking it. about it at all well they, except for like putting people in nazi costumes they love that yeah they love that shit well, the the Nazis are wearing Nazi costumes, but, you know, the good guys are wearing, like, some kind of French costume. Like, knockoff. Like, they have, like, they did research with, like, the weapons and stuff like that, mm -hmm. of course, because, you know, that's what your target audience is, is yeah. weird weeaboos that know things about World War II. It's um, <laughs> a large group Knowing of people. Laugh. But Anyway. But, yeah, no, it's like. That's basically everyone we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, so I watched that, and, um... Oh guys, if they get the guns wrong, then, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a gun... I'm sorry, I can't keep up with that voice, and I don't know enough about any of this no. to to make any sort of illusion like you're, I do. You're so. fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah. but yeah, so it's, it's a weird little thing. Um, it kind of flirts with, like, a lesbian romance, but doesn't actually go there, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess that Venn diagram's not a circle after all. Yeah. I mean, but I'm it's sorry. close. <laughs> and uh, and then it ends on on a bit like a bittersweet ending. But um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty nice. Um, I don't know if that sounds like anything that either of you would want to watch, but I enjoyed it. I it sounds like something that I would like if if someone edited it down to like a forty minute like OAV, I'd watch mm. that. <laughs> I don't know if I would like. Uh, if I would devote the time for 13 entire episodes. I mean, a, but... lot of, a lot of people, like, I was looking at comments online, and a lot of people were saying that, like, for them, after episode four, they seem to lost in, seem to have lost interest. Yeah. And, like, the first, the first four episodes are a pretty solid, like, war movie kind of thing. Um, and then after that, because they, they, like, grind the German Empire to, like, a standstill with <laughs> magic then, like, the fighting kind of stops. And so I guess people kind of lose interest in that, and there's, like, more development, character development. Um, so I don't know. If you if you want to watch the parts that everyone enjoyed, then, yeah, you can just watch, like, the first four episodes and leave it at that. If you like both Harry Turtledove and, <laughs> uh, and uh, Little Witch Academia, 
you too. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That, that it sounds it sounds like ridiculous and fun yeah. and anime. It mm-hmm. sounds like one of the most anime things to have ever animated. <laughs> It just animated so hard. Yeah. I don't know. Animate. It could it could animate worse. There could be cat girls in it. That's true, but I feel like I feel like you can't do witches and cat girls. You got to pick one. Well, look, the witch has a cat girl familiar. You can do that. Oh Jesus! I mean, like, <laughs> like uh, because or you could go the other way. All right, like uh-huh. you could you could go the Helsing route. Oh God! Don't do the Helsing <laughs> thing. I love the Helsing route. Are you kidding me? Dracula fights Nazis who are, like, living on the moon, and one of them's a werewolf for some reason? Mm. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. I never I never really liked Helsing. I watched it, like, the first... Okay. Did you watch the, the original anime, or did you read the manga? I didn't read the manga. Okay, because the, the manga goes insane. Mm-hmm. The original, like, 13-run anime is, like... They, it kind of starts off the same way, and then they go in very different directions. Because the, the anime does not deal with the Nazi stuff nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Like, the manga's got things where, like, oh, these vampire Nazis have taken over a British aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Here, Dracula, take this SR-71 Blackbird and crash it into the flight deck. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, you know... It's been years since I, I watched it, but I, when I watched it, I remember not liking the relationship between, like, the protagonist and Dracula. Like The, the protagonist is Dracula. No, no, the, the I guess, audience character, like, the, the oh, girl. Oh, the girl. Yeah. Um, God, what was her name? Mm-hmm. I, I remember that the name of her, I remember the name of her gun, though, because the name of her gun was the Harkonnen. Uh-huh. And in the manga, the artist drew a little, like, floating baron next to it in some, like, goofy comics that he drew. Mm-hmm. Like, in between the actual chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, like that always seemed very, like, abusive, and I just couldn't get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So. If Dracula's gonna be your main character, you know, I understand Dracula's not supposed to be just a solid guy, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Literally only doing the right thing because he's bound by magics. Mm-hmm. Like, is basically the premise of that series. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I in the early 2000s, I, there, was, there was a trend for cool guy with troubled past with one black gun and one white gun and a red cape or red coat shooting things. And I was into, like, all of the things that involved that. <laughs> It was like Helsing, Trigun, and Devil May Cry. Like literally all of those things have the exact same like basic aesthetic, but none of them are anything alike. Like mm. it's interesting how different you can make three different things where the main characters all look exactly alike. Sounds pretty edgy. It is. It's very edgy. <laughs> Did you study you, the blade too? There's three <laughs> You know what? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you have the bondage pants. I did have the bondage pants, that's true. Did you have a fedora? No. Okay. I did have a top hat. Oh, oh. Jesus. I somehow feel like that's worse. Are we going to pull out a Ben Shapiro-era <laughs> photo of you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what I got to know. Is that actually a picture of Ben Shapiro? I'd hope so, but I, I don't know. Because I, in my heart, it is, <laughs> but I don't know if it is in reality. And I, I just want to know the truth. <laughs> the oh. truth is out there. <laughs> Ben Shapiro is out there, and that's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. 
but Nick oh, is in here. I am but in Nick here. Nick is in here. And speaking of things that I was into when I was in middle school and high school, I've been continuing my playthrough of Final Fantasy VII. That game's wild. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Has it changed any? I. It hasn't changed. Like, I remember so much of it, and but it's like... It's so much of it is, like, deep in my memory that I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Like, because you think of that game, like, when you think of it, at least when I think of it, I think of, like, the later, like, Advent Children, like, Crisis Core kind of stuff that got added onto it later. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, this was a game that attracted 12-year-old mall goths, such as myself, um, because, you know, the, the bad guy was wearing black cape and he's got this long silver hair and really cool. And there's really cool music and like, and then there's just like stupid bullshit. Like one of your party members is a fortune telling toy that's being controlled by somebody else. <laughs> um, and like, you know, there's a large section in the middle of the game where you're just, like, catching birds to breed so that you can ride them to, like, secret areas of the game. Chocobos? Yeah, the chocobos. There's, like, a whole section where you're, like, you don't have to do this. But, like, everyone that I know gets to, like, disc two and it's like, alright, time to spend eight hours breeding chocobos so I can go get Knights of the Round. Which, by the way, then you get Knights of the Round, which is a summon spell that gives you all of the Knights of the Round table who come in and do a single attack. And, like, the entire animation takes, like, ten minutes if you watch the whole thing. <laughs> um, and it's cool as hell. Uh, so that's what you've been doing. That's what I've been, yeah, I've been doing that kind of stuff. But it's like, there's lots of crazy bullshit in that game. And everything in that game is great. Like, the story is phenomenal. The characters are probably some of the best characters ever written in, a, like, an RPG. Um, the, like, the art style, like, the design of the world is amazing. And, like, what they're able to do with the limited technology they had at the time was, is still, I think, very incredible. Like, you could take those, those uh, still backgrounds that they created and, like, just up the resolution and, like... You could throw that in a video game today and no one would know the difference. Like, it's it's incredible. Um, the music is probably still some of the best, if not the best, like, mu like video game soundtrack ever made. Mm. Like, I play that game and I hear some of that music and it gets stuck in my head for days afterwards. And then you get into combat. And man, did that combat not age well. <laughs> like, that's the one thing. And that's such a weird thing to say, where it's like, everything about this game is great except for the gameplay. Mm. But it's like, it's true. Um, and that's why I really appreciate the port. And I think I mentioned this last time, but like, the fact that I can click in a button and just speed everything up times three so I don't have to sit through these long-ass animations that are in there. Like, that, like, they go way faster, and it's like, that feels so much better. This game needs a remake, I think, maybe more than any other game ever, for that reason. Mm -hmm. Because all the elements are so good, but, like, it, it needs to be remembered. But if I didn't have the nostalgia goggles on, I don't know if I would want to play it today. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying my playthrough a lot, but I'm enjoying it because 
I can click buttons on my control pad and, like, make the shitty stuff less shitty. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I need to grind. I know. I'll click in the thumbstick that gives me infinite limit breaks and makes that makes it that my health never goes down. And I'll just fight some battles for a while with that mode on mm -hmm. so that I can grind and not have to, like, sit here for eight hours managing potions and doing all that part of it. That's way less fun than the actual, like, crazy bullshit that happens in the story. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to the the remake. Have you guys seen the trailer for the that yet? Or the, the latest one? No. Okay. I appreciate some things about it, and I really dislike others. Okay. So the combat looks amazing. Like, the game looks like it will be really fun to play. Um, because it's all, like, real-time, but it's still, like, an RPG, and so, like, you can give commands to your other party members, but, like, you move around a map, and, like, they're, like, they do their attacks as, like, the bars fill up and that kind of stuff. And so it, it looks like it's way more engaging rather than, in the original game, sitting there waiting for the ATB battle to fill up and, like, oh, oh, God, it's my turn. Okay, what do I do? And then, you know, selecting your thing and then waiting for the ATB bar to fill up again. Um, so that's a great change. Everything looks amazing. Like, they've kept the same basic art style, um, but it's, like, you know, obviously it's beautiful. Like, it, like, is incredible graphics. It looks absolutely stunning, and I can't wait to just, like, let my eyeballs marinate <laughs> in, in all this stuff. Like, it's, it all looks exactly the way that it looked in my imagination, like, 20 years ago, which is very impressive, that they were able to just, like... Here's your head. And yeah. See what you wanted to see. Here's here's what you know. This stupid little chibi pix like polygon thing looked like in my brain, <laughs> um, which is cool. I like that. Um, I also appreciate that the latest trailer, at least the latest one that I saw, is like, don't worry, nerds, you will dress Cloud up you will make Cloud into a pretty princess. Because, like, half of that stuff is the that they show in the latest trailer is from the subquest, where it's like, oh, this guy is, like, selecting new girls for his brothel, basically. Mm -hmm. Cloud, you need to come in to protect us, so we have to dress you up as a girl. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't worry, that subplot is still in there. Mm -hmm. So you, which, in the game, it's like, it's ridiculous, because you can do, in the original, it's like, you can make this this long drawn out subplot where it's like no cloud has to get the prettiest dress, <laughs> um, so that's in there, which is very much like nineteen nineties kind of humor. So it's weird, but it's like no no no, you're seeing the stuff as it happens. So it's like those of you who've played the game, you know what this is. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, there are things that I am not as appreciative of the big one being they say Aerith and I hate it and I will probably hate it the entire playthrough <laughs> because there's been a debate since 1997 about whether that character's name is Aerith which sounds like a name and Aerith which does not and now they've officially made it Aerith and every character is going to sound like they have a speech impediment the entire time. 
So I don't know how I feel about that, but I guess I'll get over it. That I don't know if it's just that, but like the voice acting sounds weird to me. I don't know if it's just the fact that they're saying Aerith or if the voice acting just sounds bad. But, I don't know. I yeah. haven't seen this clip, so yeah. I really couldn't say. I don't know. It looks good. I, I, I'm definitely going to pick that game up when it comes out. And I haven't bought... The last Final Fantasy game that I bought that wasn't a remaster of one of the ones that I played as a kid was like 10. Mm. So it's been a while. Like, I haven't played one. Like, I haven't had the desire to play one in a long time. I almost picked up 15 because when it first came out, people were saying really good things about it. And then, like, as time wore on, people got less and less warm on 15 and started talking more and more about the flaws. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll wait. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Seven's a good game. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, the other games don't need it like like final fantasy 9 is probably my favorite from the playstation era mm -hmm. and i don't think that one needs a remake the way that final fantasy 7 does because i think it's a much like that game probably i haven't played it um in a few years i think the last time i played it was in college but even then that was like 10 years after it originally came out mm. and i'm like it holds up combat's way better visuals are way better i don't know that might be the next one that I hit again after I finish this playthrough of 7. Gotcha, gotcha. That's really been the only thing that I've consumed recently, so. Okay. And uh, how about you, Elise? Um, I guess we could circle back around to the, the Stranger Things. Okay. Um, <clears throat> if Nick is okay with us talking about it. I'm going to go get myself a drink. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Uh, would you freshen up my glass a little bit, maybe? Sure. Wait. <laughs> ah. mm. And chase um, it with some sweet, sweet water. Guys, they hydrate. Ah, hydrate. Anyway, uh, so Stranger Things. Yeah. Are we gonna talk about that shit? Yeah, we can talk about that. I don't know. Um, that um, shit was bananas. I th I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> like, like this sounds brought like, it up. Like, I brought it up, but now I'm just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Okay. I don't know how you Do feel we like... want to talk about it as um, anti-communist propaganda that it is? Yeah, it was like really kind of problematic with its very like, like it was weird because on the one hand it was like they kind of early on in this series. Okay, so there's a mall in. Um, what's their fucking town name? Hawkins. There's a, Hawkins, there's a Indiana. mall in Hawkins, Indiana now. Mm -hmm. And it's destroyed Main Street. And so they started that off in the beginning. And they were like, oh, no, like the malls destroyed us all. Um, and and I, I guess I thought, like, we were going to get a more anti-capitalist. And then they were like, no, communism's bad. And it's like, it was there's got to be an in-between between, like, like, Yay, it's, mall. It's you know run I mean? by like, evil Russians. Like, the mall is, in fact, run by evil Russians. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, babe. So... No, that's crazy. No, 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 that's fine. I'm... Does that make you want to watch it more? I'm out of, like, morbid curiosity. <laughs> like, what so, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And, like... So, it turns out that, like, the Russians haven't... Is this a G.I. Joe plot? Kind of. <laughs> like... Oh, my God. It's, it's this is, fucking this wild. Is a, this, this shit is, is wild. Yeah, this is a... 
hey, what else from the 80s can we bring, you know, from 80s tropes and movies can we bring? Oh, evil Russians? Okay. Uh, and, and malls. And malls. And mall rats. And, okay, so a mall opens. It turns out to be a cover uh, for, for communist Russia who wants to build a portal to the upside down. And I guess they had to do it in Hawkins because that was like the last place that the portal was made. Yeah, they try so, they try to do it in in Russia and it doesn't work. Um, so they they move their operation out to Hawkins, and um, the gang finds out about it and basically spends the rest of the season trying to shut it down mm-hmm. over Fourth of July. <laughs> Because everything's happening around the 4th of July for some reason. Well, that's when it was released, and yeah, it's yeah. it's all very... But we are, like, late to the game on this. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, I was in Europe when this shit got released mm-hmm. and did not have a way to, like, download it and watch it, or desire to watch it, because I was in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, backpacking. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to... Like, I, I did, it's weird... It's weird. It's weird. It's... It goes off the fucking rails. Hawkins loses... The... What's his okay. name? Hopper loses Hopper... all the character development that he gained over Hopper the first Hopper has... Seasons. Like, he, like, is worse than... Because, like, see... Like, one of the reasons why Hopper was such a compelling character in season one mm-hmm. was that he took the kids seriously. Mm-hmm. And then in this season, he is, like, a big doofus oaf. Yeah. Who... I think it was like I, I think Renegade. No, it was, it was a. I think it was Pop Culture Detective did a video yeah. on Hopper's like character regression in yeah. season three. Um, and, it, and it's like some of the things like I get it. You don't. Quite frankly, like those thirteen-year-olds were waking out way too much. Like <laughs> I felt uncomfortable while I, while I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, no, you need to leave your door open, like three inches. As somebody who was raised very strict Catholic and was not for Jesus. allowed to have uh, any friends in my room. Um, that sounds like super shitty, though. What do you mean? Like, not allowed to have friends in your room? Like No, you hung out in the common areas. Why? You hung out in the common public areas. But, like, why? Because otherwise you're cursing and doing drugs and having sex. That sounds and, super shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> not not to shit on your your childhood, but listen, I just like I have having having been raised with those rules, mm-hmm. it always super bothers me. Like one, it bothers me when people let uh like kids people who are under eighteen, mm-hmm. okay, so children, children, mm-hmm. um in rooms with their romantic partners, uh by themselves. And, like, no supervision. Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? They're going to hang out in an environment where they don't feel like they're stifled by having an apparent watch over them all the time? Oh, my God. Fuck that. Arts and crafts. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, no. No. It's gross. It's disgusting. You need to be out in the open in the (laughs) living room where Jesus can see you. Okay? And it is Jesus because there's a crucifix on the wall. Okay? Yeah, yeah. He's literally there. (laughs) Nick's been to my parents' house. He knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, but, like, no, that super bothers me because I was raised in a very, like, strict household. And so, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can't give your dad, like, three inches? Like, really? Like, that's so minimal. He could just say no. It's within his purview to just be like, no, if you're, if you're, and then you just sneak around like a 
fucking normal person. <laughs> well, if you don't have to speak around if you have permission. Listen, you need to have a sense of shame. <laughs> when you are a high school student, you should have a sense of fucking shame when it comes to sex. Because you know you shouldn't be doing it. We all know you shouldn't be doing it. So, like, if you're not sneaking around, what are you even doing? Wait, are you next going to talk to your parents about sex? Are you going to have <laughs> healthy conversations about growing up and how we're losing your virginity? Like, no, fuck that. You should all be in the fucking living room where Jesus lives. can see that's why it's I called the living room. I didn't see you in, the, in your bedroom, okay? He only sees you in your living room. <laughs> now, see, that's, that's evolution I from don't... Judaism where, where God is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And God is yeah, one. Well, God's not in the bedroom. Listen. Good to know. Look, Nick, I'm worried about the future. Um, <laughs> don't worry. We've already decided that, like, Nick has to handle, like, anything that has to do with dating and sex and relationships with our children because I cannot be trusted. Um, and I feel like this podcast is now proof yeah. that I cannot be trusted to talk to my children about relationships. Um, I feel like this is going to be evidence in a trial. <laughs> right? I'm not sure in our is. divorce trial. And then it's like, I want to live with dad. And of course they want to live with dad. I want to live with dad, but he's divorcing me. get back in the stand-up um <laughs> listen i so anyway so that always bothers me it always bothers i don't know it's just a thing because i was raised in a much restrictive much more restrictive household so i am like it's like you're being unreasonable why can't i close my door it's like because you're 13 and you don't know what a condom is <sighs> like <laughs> get it together anyway teach them what a condom is mm-hmm. no god then they're gonna have Yep. Is this circular logic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Whoops. <sighs> I've got nothing to add to this conversation other than I, I don't know. I I feel like do we we talked about season two on our podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I I feel like I was pretty clear on my feelings on on season two being there like, was like a definitive end. Yeah, season one it it should have been a one and done. I, I really feel like the more that I'm hearing about season three, the less you want to see it. Yeah, I don't, like there's some compelling I, characters. I but... I kind of like add a little bit out of morbid curiosity and a little bit just so I can understand the memes. <laughs> like that's kind of those are the only real reasons that I yeah. really want to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, I heard the thing about the Hopper character assassination, oh, her character it's... regression. It's like Hopper was my favorite character in season one. Because and then he they gave, listened, and then he yeah. like gave credence to what the kids had to yeah. say, and then they're trying to. But I'm like, I feel like that could be separated from his squeamishness around his adopted daughter's yeah budding sexuality. <laughs> but like he Gross. he yeah, but he's but able to have like, like a heart to heart with her in the end of season two. Like they are able to actually yeah. communicate. Yeah, and, and then talk about important stuff. They that barely completely the, regresses, yeah. and to the point where he has to like. He can't say anything at all, and he ends up threatening Will. Which, to be like, fair, Will is a shithead in season three. And he's just, like, drinking while watching the TV while they're in the other room. And just, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, they could all just be sitting in the living room watching TV together. <laughs> and holding hands. 
They don't have to be making out. <laughs> they can get one kiss when they come in, and they can have one kiss when they leave. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. I... <laughs> so, so much about what you've told me about your 20s <laughs> now makes so much more sense. What? Is this why I was a huge slut when I was in my 20s? I mean, I didn't say it. <laughs> I said it on a podcast, which will later be used in our divorce trial <laughs> to award you full custody of our children. Hope you're listening, Oliver and Fiona. <laughs> Mommy loves you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So we've we kind of got a late start <laughs> on this podcast. We're all getting a little bit punchy. We're like punchy and drinking and like Alex is trying really fucking hard to have an actual conversation, and I'm just like way too oversharing yeah. about my childhood, my very repressive childhood. I am very concerned. <laughs> it's I fine. Have... I worked it out. I'm married now. Jesus loves me again. It's fine. I'm no longer living in sin. <laughs> it's okay. Is that the important thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not perpetuating the uh, the abuse of the past into the future. I don't think it's abusive. Well, of course not. It's not. Like, why do you, I mean, what do you want thirteen year olds to do? Are you advocating that they go and have sex where, like, wildly, with closed doors, with parents listening in? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you staring at me? You can't just stare at me. This is an audible. This is this is an audio experience. You can't just be like knowing glance from across the dining room table. <laughs> so, Alex, what did you think about <laughs> Stranger Things season three? Because I, I have not seen it, so I cannot. I thought two that. Um, I mean, once I kind of got used to the idea that, oh, this is just going to be bourgeois propaganda, um, then I kind of let myself enjoy it a little bit. Okay. But it was, um, I mean, it exists. It was, okay. So, like, I watched it with my grandma, and uh -huh. um, when we watched the first... Oh. What did grandma say about the three inches? I bet she agreed with me. Um, no, she thought he was being very, very mean. What? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Your grandmother? Yeah. Like, see what? <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a age thing. I think it's a religious thing. Yeah. No, yeah, it's absolutely like, a religious thing. Your grandmother. I I I just assumed that your grandmother was more conservative than you. No. No. Well, she's well, more conservative than me. Because but that's that's, not, that's hard. not very hard. Um. But yeah. No. No. Not really. Uh, Wait. What? Wait. So like. Okay. <laughs> You, Alex. Me. In high school. In high school. Could have brought a, like, romantic partner? I didn't have a romantic partner. Okay, but, like, let's say you did. I don't know, because it never came up. Okay, but, like... But I also didn't live with my grandma at that point. So... Okay. Yeah. I just... I'm confused. <laughs> Nicholas. Yes. When you were in high school... Yes. Could you have brought a romantic partner up to your room? Yes. Where there was a bed? Yes. That's Did you? disgusting. Yes. Really? Yes. And the door was closed? Sometimes. Oh, what? Yeah. I hope our children don't expect to be, <laughs> to be allowed that kind of privilege. <laughs> that just sounds... Ooh. I mean, normally, and I will say, normally that kind of stuff happened when the parents were out of the house. But, oh yeah. 
Because I was a normal teenager who had like, you know. <laughs> so when did normal... you go to Bible study? I didn't. But... When, when did you go to Satanic Mass? Um, <laughs> not as often as I'd like. Okay, but you know? like Monday was Bible, or no, Monday was confirmation. And then like Wednesday was Bible study. Wait, you have to do confirmation Monday. every Monday? Wait, hold up, back up. I thought that was. <laughs> no, only when you're, only when you're 16. Okay. You you go to confirmation. It's it's like a separate Bible study for people who are coming in. Oh 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 oh! I see. So but like, then there it was, was like regular Bible study. There was, was no. There was adoration on Wednesdays because we weren't Protestants and Wait. so we didn't do Bible study, but we had adoration on Wednesdays. And adoration then, like, sounds worse somehow. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know what this is. Okay, actually, this is gonna sound like some crazy cultish shit. It doesn't already. And I, feel like this, I feel like this conversation has gone off the rails from talking about Stranger Things. We don't have to talk about Stranger Things. <laughs> okay. about this shit. this is sure. way more interesting. Oh I'm a little scared to talk about this now. I, oh, okay, okay. Alright, I guess I guess I should, I'm gonna drink some more and then I'm gonna explain what adoration is. <laughs> to a, a Jewish person and a fucking atheist. Okay. Um, Alright, so... You know how there's the Eucharist? Yeah. That's the bread, right? Well, it's Jesus's body. Okay. Okay. So it's, so. so it's shitty bread. But it's only it's only Jesus's <laughs> body after they bless it. Wait, right? is that the styrofoam bread? Because I because like my dad made me eat that once for Christmas and I hated it. That sounds just wait what why would you okay um you're not uh, never mind so <laughs> yes it is the cracker like bread right, it's like styrofoam um, yeah shut up. That's I mean, what it tasted sorry. like it looked like to me. Look, that's what transubstantiation <laughs> tastes like, okay? <laughs> like, you may not like it, but that is peak performance. <laughs> um, so it's, this, this, is my, <laughs> this is my body. Deal with it. This is my ideal religious dogma. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Jesus' body. Uh -huh. It is the real Jesus' body. And so um, Catholics believe mm -hmm. that you can... It's not really Eat Jesus. Yes, but okay. So adoration is when you take a piece of the Eucharist that has been transubstantiated, so it's Jesus's body, and you put it in like a golden frame. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you, it's like a stand. It's it, it goes and then you in like worship a stand. it. You don't. Wait, I mean, it's it's Jesus. You're worshiping Jesus. <laughs> Worshipping the bread as it's Jesus. not Jesus bread. bread. It's Jesus's body and adoration. And can either have silent adoration or you can have adoration with music. And then like you sing songs and then they're in front of the body of Christ. This is literally the first time I've heard anything about this. Like I felt like I knew... I felt like I knew so much about Catholicism. Why do you think my parents... That's what my parents do every Friday. Really? Yeah, every Friday my parents they go worship. That's the their that's my parents' Friday night date is they go to adoration for an hour, they have silent contemplation, and then afterwards they go out to dinner. Okay. Do they get to eat the Jesus bread at least? No. Oh what no. No, it's been in the stand. You can't eat it. It's been in the stand. <laughs> well, it's either gonna be eaten or it's gotta go in the stand. But like you can't have just So what happens to it after it goes in the stand? Does you, it get like Well then you can you can get you can eat it later. Oh, who eats it later? Oh, probably the priest. Oh, of mm. course. Um, Does it at least do like the Eastern Orthodox thing where the bread is like actually raised and leavened sometimes? No, or is it... that, that'd be weird. Okay. No, it's like a cracker. Because like I know, I know Anastasia 
I don't know if I should name her anyway, but my friend who's, like, the Orthodox, uh-huh. like, sometimes bakes bread for the Eucharist. So, like, and if you like... go to a small enough church, sometimes mm-hmm. that'll happen, but, like, most, especially, like, around here, like, Catholic churches are so large mm-hmm. um, that instead you typically order, like, there are orders of nuns, is it nuns or monks? But, like, one of the religious, there are several religious orders that, like, all they do is bake bread, mm-hmm. or, like, all they do is make the bread. all they make they make the crackers mm-hmm. and then you get the crackers from like the nuns or the monks whoever makes them and they come to you just imagining like nuns in like a, a factory mm-hmm. mass producing it, stamping a, the seal they're the keebler nuns <laughs> shut up so anyway that's um that's adoration now i feel really weird because i was like as i was talking through it i was like there's no way i can make this not sound like a cult <laughs> I mean, the main reli- uh, difference between a religion and a cult is that a religion is just more successful. Shut up. What? I want a divorce. That was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, like, if you look at the definitions, it's one has, like, government sanction and the yeah, other yeah. doesn't, essentially. Both of you are terrible. <laughs> and look, I... Okay, I... Like... I don't know. Like, if we're sharing, if we're sharing, like, like how religion was raised in us... Um, you know, okay, I had religion raised in me a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, we went to synagogue, you know, Friday nights, and then mm-hmm. you're supposed to go Saturday morning, but nobody goes Saturday morning, um, so we never went Saturday morning, um, unless there was something special going on, um, and then Sunday was, like, uh, Hebrew school, so, like, uh-huh. you go there, because, like, you can't be Saturday, because busy with preparing, yeah. um, so Sunday you went to, you know learning Hebrew, and they instill a, a very strict Zionist dogma in you, that the state of Israel is the best thing since sliced bread, and you should be proud to go defend it one day. Um, and... Birthright. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and oh, then when you're getting ready to do your uh, bar bat mitzvah, you have, like, a separate, like, we had a tutor uh, that we hired to teach me what I needed to say, and I learned that part, and that was good. And you sing it, and sing it, and then you forget it for the rest of your life. Because uh, it's in Hebrew, a language that you barely know anyway. Uh, <laughs> At Goucher, mm-hmm. where I went to college, you could take Hebrew as a foreign language. Okay. That's, that's probably what I would have taken if it had been offered at my university, but instead I took Arabic, and I forgot most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, there was no, there was no praying to bread. Um, you ate bread. It's like, not... Praying to bread. It's praying to it's, Jesus. It's been transubstantiated through, through the bread. Yes. It's it's, it's not like, bread anymore. Uh-huh. It's Jesus's body. It might taste like bread. It might look like bread. It doesn't barely look and taste like bread either. But that's that's Jesus there. That's the Christ child. You're just it, just shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> but you know, we also had bread in our ceremony, but we didn't call it Moses or God or anything like that. Well, yeah, but did Moses ever take a piece of bread and make a metaphor about how it was his body? It's not a metaphor! It's a metaphor for feeding the poor, isn't it? No, it's not a metaphor. It's literally his body. I don't know why I have to explain this to the two of you. I don't know why I'm getting so upset because I've literally not gone to church in years. But at, but... Least, at least our bread tasted good. At least it was challah that was like raised. Jesus' and... body tastes good. Fine. You drink enough of his blood and anything tastes okay. <laughs> Shut up. God. Uh, you know what's wild? 
is that Catholics have been persecuted in the United States for a very long time, and we shouldn't be making fun of this religion. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, I was going to say that, like, when you're a Eucharistic minister, um, and then you have Jesus's uh, Jesus's wine, Jesus's blood, <laughs> Jesus's wine. You can't like pour it back into another vessel after it's been consecrated. So, like, a lot of times you just have to circle of death the, the Eucharistic goblet. You like, <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever is serving that day. So you just, like, pass the goblet around. Until, and most people, like, don't take the blood. Most people only eat the bread, uh, eat the body. Um, and so, like, the... Wait, so they don't have, like, a little cup that they pass around with, like, little bits of grape juice in it for people to... No. That's actually, like, expressly forbidden. Okay, because that's what we did. Yeah. It's like when you when you when you bless the wine, um, you know it's a lot easier way of saying that than drinking the blood of. Anyway, uh, when you bless the wine, you say the 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 Kaddish over that. Everyone in the synagogue gets like a little plastic cup, and are all the kids that get grape juice, and all the adults get some shitty tasting manischewitz. <laughs> um, Is it blackberry flavored? It's it's manischewitz flavored. Yeah. <laughs> does um, does um. Uh, oh god, ah oh, fuck! I had a thing for this, and I forgot the guy's name. Never mind. You've got a bit. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, no, that's that's so that everyone can get an equal amount, and the the rabbi gets like the full what? goblet. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, so, they, they, Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. That was the joke I was gonna make. Did Sammy Davis Jr. come out and like <laughs> do a thing with it? I don't know. Oh my god. It would have been funnier if I had said it in the moment. I'm sorry. Cup, that's what the word is. No, no, it's the same. Never mind. I don't know who this is. Sammy Davis Jr. He was the he was the guy in the the Rat Pack. It was the uh, black guy who converted to Judaism, who hung out with. um, They used Sinatra. Sinatra, yeah. They used him to sell because they used to yeah he used to sell Manischewitz back in the day. He tried because they they were trying to get into like the African American market in the U.S. and so they were like Sammy Davis Jr. Drinks is, is both black and Jewish. Perfect. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he drinks the Manischewitz, and it was not so cool anymore. But, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Manischewitz, you've you've had it. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to Goucher. I don't know if I've ever had it, All but right. I've heard it tastes like shit. It's, so. it's, I I think they intentionally make it taste bad to keep the Jews from actually getting drunk off of it. <laughs> I think that's really the point. Um, Fair. It's one of my. Uh, it, I guess that's why they make the Jesus bread taste yeah. bad to keep them from eating too much. It's one of my it's one of my favorite jokes from uh, Jesus's body. Bread. <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes from uh, Men in Tights uh-huh. when when uh, with uh, Mel Brooks fl- playing uh, Rabbi Tuckman. Mm-hmm. It's like you know the, he has the sacramental wine with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're like, oh, but they're like, oh, maybe you could share with us some of your wisdom and perhaps some of your wine. He's like, oh no, this is. It's a sacred wine. It's only for blessing things. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. There's things here. There's trees. There's rocks. There's squirrels. Come on, let's bless them all. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Man, this has been the weirdest diatribe ever. And now I feel kind of bad that, like, our poor podcast audience is going to have to listen to this. I think it's entertaining. You can turn it off. I mean, yeah, they probably probably have. Like, if they stopped <laughs> listening like yeah. twenty minutes ago. So maybe we should like stop recording. And, <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you want to share whatever things? Nicholas to wasn't really raised in a religion. I was not. No. Were you like? He was associated... raised without a sense of shame. Were it's you very weird? Were you like adjacent to a religion? 
vaguely like my grandparents Hippieism. yeah my grandparents were very more very religious but well like i don't know neo-paganism satanism like anything like that <laughs> not really no um i don't know i dabbled in things when i was younger like kind of like read up on different religions but yeah never really got too much into any of them gotcha so, I don't know. None of them promised to summon Cthulhu and end the world. No. no That's all that he wants. All I want. Mm-hmm. I'm well, sure there's a saint for that. Probably. <laughs> the saint of world ending? <laughs> well, yeah. It's the forgotten saint. The one that they never talk about. <laughs> what the fuck? Saint Narlet Hotel. Yeah, saint, yeah, right? That would be awesome. Why has no one written that story yet? Oh my god. Maybe someone has. Maybe you need to. You that's what's the in the line. that's what's in the Vatican archives. It's just Narlat Hotep. There's like no books. It's just him. <laughs> they have him all chained up down there. That'd be uh, cool. That's a thing. I feel like we need to wrap this shit up. All right. I don't know. I I I feel like I'm done talking about the weird ways in which I was raised. Um. Yeah. Okay. I like. I know we tried to talk about Stranger Things and it just did not happen. <laughs> I feel like and... that's saying something about like the, the <laughs> like season when you're go- when you all were both like, yeah, we're really excited to talk about it. And you start talking about it and then it's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. like is that is that accurate? Is that? I mean, it's a like, like what I was gonna say. Like I watched it with my grandma, mm-hmm. and when we watched the first season, we watched it like two episodes a night. Like, we watched, you know, two episodes, and then two episodes, and then... But since I don't live with my grandma anymore... Right. Um, we had to, like, find it whenever we could get around to it. Uh-huh. And so, like, we'd watch, like, two or three episodes a time we'd meet, but it wouldn't be consistent. And so there was, like, a gap between it where mm-hmm. I didn't watch any. Yeah. And so I kind of lost trend track, and, you know, as a result, it kind of wasn't as impactful. But also, because it wasn't as good, I think she wasn't as interested to, like binge it immediately yeah right like in the first season she was like instantly like let's watch another let's watch another yeah, yeah, even yeah. like when it was too late and she needed to go to bed um she was like let's watch another and i was like oh we'll watch some more tomorrow yeah um but you know this time around she was more willing to set it aside at least it's for the first couple episodes yeah. at the end there when it picks up she was more interested to see how it ended but um also everybody's like really fragmented yeah i the first season was really fragmented too though but i think that was what made it so great is that Everyone in the first season was basically in their own movie. Mm-hmm. Like the kids yeah. were in the Goonies, and like the uh, the Hopper was in like I don't know, like some like John Carpenter movie. Like he was like the two fisted sheriff of the small yeah. town trying to figure out the truth. Like they were all clearly in their own style of nineteen eighties horror film. Mm-hmm. And they all intersected in interesting ways, but they all very much had their own story. Season two did not function in that same way. And that, at least for me, is what made season one better than season two, was that these characters all have their own stories and they're all going on their own adventures. But those adventures just are happening to all intersect in, like, interesting ways. So they, like, are working together towards the end. When all the pieces that they figured out, they found out on in their own, like, little movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that definitely, I get you. I don't know, season, like, I don't know, it doesn't have, so they, like, they, they try to do that every season where it's, like, people are, and, and it just does 
it just doesn't work. Like, it really falls apart in season three. Mm -hmm. And it's like the adults are off doing their own thing. And then Dustin and um, Steve Harrington are off doing their own thing with a new character. And Erica, who's the younger sister of... um, God damn it. I'm trying to think. Oh. And then, like... Will and Eleven are off doing a thing, and then like there was just like, <coughs> too like, many narratives. Yeah, like the you know because then, they keep then it was characters. like Natalie and uh, Will's older brother, like they had their own separate adventure, mm-hmm. and then it was like it took so long for every, and then you like Billy ends up becoming a character. Wait, really? Fuck Billy. Why? Billy is terrible. He ends up becoming the main antagonist of season three. Oh my God. And so then it's like, you have all of these very disparate um, storylines and there's just not enough time to develop, like not enough time to develop all of them. And like you have new characters you're getting added in. You have this whole ridiculous subplot with the Russians. And it was just like, you know, and it's basically just rehashing season one. But this time, instead of it being, like, secret government conspiracy, and so it's kind of got this, like, interesting anti-government message, instead it's like, don't trust the Russians, which I guess is, like, important in 2019 because our president is being indicted for this, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it was relevant, maybe. I don't know. The tanky and me chafed under the message. Mm-hmm. No, that's but, fair. Um, but it wasn't really anything that you could avoid in a movie set in the 80s, based off of 80s nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, they have Back to the Future is in it. New Coke is there. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck, Lucas. That's, a, that's Lucas! The Lucas, like, takes a step away to like give an advertisement for new coke it's really (laughs) fucking weird and it's forced it's very forced it's like but those those fireworks are Chekhov's fireworks yeah but like who are you advertising for I know new coke isn't even a thing no they brought it back oh gross did you not remember they did it over the summer they did they brought it back was it a promotion yeah yes it was no because then Baskin and Robbins they turned all the Baskin and Robbins into scoops ahoy Yeah. yeah um so it's even worse because it's not just a weird thing. It's like actual advertising mm-hmm. in your show. Yeah. And everyone comments on it and it's really awkward. I don't know. Yeah. But first, I mean, the first season had like, it was basically all just one big commercial for Eggo Waffles, if we're perfectly well, honest. Sure. <laughs> sure. But it's not like hey, Eleven. Eggo Waffles bring me joy, unlike New Coke. It's Fair not enough. like Eleven looks at the camera and says, Hey, when I have a morning on the run, trying to get off my off of the uh, government's back, oh my god! The best thing that I do is sit down and enjoy a nice popped fresh Eggo waffle. Like it's that level of yeah, cheese, yeah, yeah. and oh my it's god. like it's so fuck? bad, it's so bad. And then it's like Hawking, like you're trying to figure out like how can Hawking's exist? It's got like they keep talking about how it's a small town, but it has like a newspaper, Hawkins, and yeah. it has like a newspaper and a main street and like. Enough upper middle class white people, even though it's nowhere near Indianapolis. So, like, I don't know where these people are all fucking working. Well, they probably used to be working in the um, in the government building that yeah. shut down. Yeah, and now it's like, so why is there not just, like, a shit ton of, like, 
white collar unemployed white collar workers running around well, they, Hawkins. They like, are for change. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the plot is that like the mall comes into town, and so what business was left is you know yeah. declining. Um, but then which, it's like it's not capitalism, kids. It's the Russians. It's the Russians. Anyway, it's it's a mess. It's like it's kind of a mess of a season. I don't feel like I really needed it. The one thing that I will say is the letter that Hopper writes to Eleven at the end, I did start crying. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a very beautiful moment. I like that, um, what's her name? The mom. Will's mom. Wyona Writer. Writer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So her character, Wyona Writer, because, oh, spoiler alert, are you ready for this, babe? I guess, yeah. Uh, Hopper dies. Well, Hopper doesn't die. He dies. He dies. He either dies or gets captured gets, by the Russians. He gets it's vaporized very, like, in front of, you know, yeah. Will's mom. In, uh, yeah. Which you kind of knew because he was like, we're going to go on a date, aren't we, baby? And then I was like, yeah, okay, you're going to die now. But um, so Winona Ryder takes in Eleven, which honestly is like the one thing in that entire season that makes sense. Is that like, yes, if Hopper died, yeah. Winona Ryder would take her in. Because like, fucking, like, how else are you going to fucking explain this to anybody else? True. Um, and then... What's her name? Byers. Something Byers. Yeah. yeah I don't remember. It's so Winona anyway, Ryder. Byers, Mrs. Byers, and she, she ends up, um, they end up moving at the end of the season, which I guess is supposed to set it up for like a next season, which I heard is going to be like a couple of years down the Wait, road. Wait, they're coming up with another... I thought this was supposed to be the end of no. it. The, the four is supposed to be the end. What the, the fuck? Is, the fourth season is going to be the end. And isn't it supposed to be like four years in the future or something? I don't know. It's however like many years in the future it. they make yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so then it'll be interesting because, like, is Steve and, um, Robin going to be still working at the video store? Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, it just becomes clerks. Yeah. Like, they get to the the 90s and it just becomes clerks. I would like it again if it were that. (laughs) If it was just like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And then there's just a monster. Yeah, yeah, And then, like... They forget about the monster and go play hockey on the roof for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That'd be amazing. Oh, speaking of which, there was something else that we fucking did that we didn't talk about last time and we didn't talk about this time. What's what? that? And that is we played Spell again. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we could talk yeah. about that. Yeah, you don't seem enthused. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, like, I don't know. It was great. Spell is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... I feel like I have nothing to add. Yeah, that's You fair. know, other than, like, it's great. It just, it just reminded me because... Buy his, buy his shit. Yeah. Buy his shit, play his game. He's really cool. Uh, tweet him at Wednesday Machine mm-hmm. um, on Twitter. I just got reminded of it because of the... Yeah, the right, because, like, so the most recent campaign that we've been doing is uh, basically gas station in space. Uh, so I play a stoner, and it really hurts my, my throat to do it. <laughs> Um, but well, basically... You don't have to actually smoke all that weed, Elise. <laughs> you could just Let's pretend. Say, I want to get into character. Um, but I'm basically playing, like, space version of Otto from uh, The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Now I drive the spaceship. <laughs> Essentially. Um, he grows his own weed. Uh, he got some catnip from some cat people. It's great. It's great. Like I like I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than like it's great. Uh, find him at uh, Whimsy Machine on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Buy his stuff. Support his Kickstarters. I don't know. He's a good guy. Right. But anyway, um, did you want to kind of end it there, or did you want to keep talking about Stranger Things? 
I think I'm done talking yeah. about Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Like, that's... That's it? You know, it gets, like, about five minutes. <laughs> then it gets a long diatribe about religion. And then we, like, talk about it for another five minutes. Like, really, like, there is nothing fucking else to say. It was a shitty season. It had a really weird message. End of list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we've exhausted. And, like, anything else that you need to have said... Just BuzzFeed a listicle about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just look at, like, 20 memes about how terrible Stranger Things Season 3 was, and, like, you'll you'll understand. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if that's the case, then I think we can kind of bring this to a close. All right. Um, so thank you all for listening. If you're still with us after Jesus, after Jesus yeah, came after in. Yeah, after Jesus. <laughs> Jesus came in. He talked uh, about his latest projects. Fuck you guys. All um, right. 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, it's not Jared Leto are you sure have you seen those pictures of him on that island I don't know alright everybody we've been (laughs) some nerds we have a podcast my name's Elise my name's Alex and I'm Nick and have a good night